I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this episode number 52 of Socialist News and Views, August eviction at the Wall of Forgotten Natives. We start with the news, which includes two longer international on the ground reports. We start with news in the U.S., though, where United Auto Workers continue and expand their so-called stand-up strike. This marks the first week of the strike at Ford's largest U.S. production plant, according to Kentucky Spectrum News 1, which says, quote, employees at Kentucky's Ford truck plant were asked to walk off the job, end quote. The article by Jonathan Gregg quotes a longtime employee of the plant and strike captain as saying the pickets are going well with many shifts staying longer and lots of supporters coming out. In Guatemala, massive protests originally called by the indigenous authorities continue calling for the resignation of the attorney general after criminal proceedings were started against the newly elected president of the Republic in a statement. Amnesty International stated on October 17th, quote, the government and the constitutional court have issued statements and decisions that jeopardize the right to peacefully protest and could lead to the use of force against demonstrators. We urge Guatemalan authorities to guarantee the right of peaceful assembly, end quote. Here's our longer report from on the ground in Guatemala recorded October 8th. Buenos días, eh, mucho gusto. Soy mujer maya cachiquel, profesional de trabajo social. Good morning and nice to meet you. I am a Maya Cachitel leader and social worker. Los grupos de mujeres del área rural, especialmente mejorando su condición y calidad de vida. I live in Chimaltenango and I work with groups of women living in rural areas, improving their quality of life, overall health, education, and community development. Es más vulnerables en el sistema de Guatemala con pocos accesos a educación y medios de vida. I enjoy working with the villages with women, children, and young people. They are some of the most vulnerable members of society here in Guatemala. There is very little access to healthcare, education, and employment. We know that the indigenous population continues to lack even basic resources, especially in the isolated rural communities. I am committed to the social and community development, facilitating groups of young women in leadership programs, promoting better access to education, and seeking to improve the health of children under five years old who suffer from chronic malnourishment. I am a mother of two children. I also lead workshops about human rights, political participation and economic entrepreneurship for women. Guatemala is currently going through a socio-political crisis involving the Attorney General's office, which is the highest authority in Guatemala and is headed by Consuelo Porras. There is clear demand from the population for the resignation of Consuelo Porras, as well as other government officials because they have 
violated the rights of Guatemalans, especially in regards to the recent elections. También a través de este allanamiento, la población se ha pronunciado que ha sido una han sido violentados los derechos, verdad, civiles, sociales y políticos también. Estas manifestaciones se han dado por mucha corrupción en Guatemala. After finding this out, the population has declared that they have violated our civil, social, and political rights. These protests are happening because of extreme corruption in Guatemala. The president has not appeared or responded in eight days. And well, it is very difficult situation because those in power have not managed to remove these people from their positions. In this case, firing these individuals could lead to changes that would create a better Guatemala. Until that happens, the people have risen up, protesting peacefully, demanding that the Guatemalan government remove these employees to improve the justice system. If we watch the local and national news, we see the people were organized by the Women's Collective, Human Rights Collective, Organization of Camasinos, and especially Indigenous people. They have all shown up in a permanent, peaceful protest that will last for an undetermined amount of time. The Maya Cachitel, Sutu Hill, and Mom areas, as well as the linguistic communities in the northern and western regions, have all joined this protest to demand an explanation in front of the human rights organization and the justice system in Guatemala. They need to remove these people from their positions so that there is some transparency when it comes to citizenship, elections, and the new president-elect. These people who have been in power don't allow transparency when it comes to the incoming government. There have been many political attacks and social attacks against these leaders. Contra estos líderes y entonces eh, por primera vez en Guatemala se ha elegido un pro, a un presidente pues democráticamente también y de forma transparente y eso al, al, al gobierno no le ha gustado porque siempre For the first time in Guatemala a president has been elected democratically and transparently and the current government doesn't like this because the usually the only candidates who could rise to power are corrupt and aligned with them del Congreso está por aprobar una ley This is not the vision of the newly elected government Another demand is regarding the Monsanto law that Congress is about to approve, a law where native seeds of corn, beans, and other species would be limited and genetically modified seeds from other countries that would be introduced, in eliminating all the native seeds. This is another health risk and nourishment of everyone in Guatemala. This is one of their demands. Because the community now understands everything that is happening, a large movement has formed. It started a week ago and tomorrow is the eighth day. Manifestar comunidades, líderes, mujeres, niños, familias completas se han levantado para poder... The transportation sector, social movements, students, communities, leaders, women, children, and entire families have all risen up to protest and demand action from the government. As long as there is no response to the demands of the people, the protests will continue. 
The removal of the attorney general can be done by the president, but he has not acted, and this has drastically affected everything. I would also like to comment that starting on Friday, we have been experiencing food shortages. The transportation of food and gas has been completely paralyzed by the general population that has been called to support this cause in one way or another. This is for all the people of Guatemala, not just one group of protesters. This is hurting the local economy. I can see it personally from where I live. We are not able to travel to work. We don't have enough food. The banks and gas stations are closed. Y esto perjudica desde el This is harming everyone, from the campesinos, business owners, farmers, artists, because we can't transport our products locally from one city to another. Ha hecho una crisis económica de pérdidas de millones de quetzales para los y las guatemaltecas. This is hurting the local economy. I can see it personally from where I live. We are not able to travel to work. We don't have enough food. The banks and gas stations are closed. This is harming everyone from the farmers, business owners, and artists because we can't transport our products locally from one city to another. So this is creating an economic crisis causing Guatemalans to lose millions of quetzales. The population is demanding that the government remove these leaders to improve the justice system using transparency. But if they don't act accordingly, the population will remain in resistance long term for who knows how long. It is unknown when or if the constitutional court will respond. The demands are clearly stated, but the government has not listened at all. They do not want to give any answers, so this is hurting everyone when it comes to work, health, and economic development. But the people in Guatemala, as you know, are very supportive. They stand in solidarity by sharing food and water with, the, with those at the protests and highway blockades. Because there has been no response from the government, this is going to continue for more days. What we don't know is, what can the government say tomorrow after not showing up at all during this first week? Bombing campaigns by Israel continue in the densely populated area of Gaza, which has been described as an open-air prison camp of 2.2 million people. It was recently confirmed by Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International that Israel has used white phosphorus in at least one of its attacks. According to the health ministry in Gaza, Israel also carried out a massacre at one of the largest hospitals in central Gaza, killing at least 500 people and likely closer to 1,000 based on some reports. A march for Palestine was held in Minneapolis on Sunday, October 15th, and I also received a report from the ground in Gaza that day. Here it is. Hello, Nick. Thank you for having me uh, in your podcast. First of all, we, we all and, and the uh, Palestinian community in Gaza are, are devastated uh, because all of the Western media that just focuses on what's happening on Israel and just ignoring anything, also maybe exaggerating what, what is happening in Israel, 
and really massive skills but just over looking what's how what is happening in Gaza what has been hap happening in Gaza for the last 16 years or so what was what has been happening to all of our Palestinians friends uh, in the West Bank in Gaza and also in the uh, the occupied land of Palestine uh, for for all the the Westerns who think that Israel has the right to defend itself that Israel uh, is justified to do all of that I, I, I will just tell you that now I'm living with my two twin uh, my twin brothers with my little sisters with my family we have no water we have no fuel we have no electricity the internet is really bad we we just like uh, try to get some uh, internet connection every day like a couple of minutes stealing networks from public uh, institutions from hospitals we just we're just sniffing internet here and there so uh, we are we are uh, cut from all the world nobody Israel wants nobody to, to know anything that is happening in Gaza and of course the the Western media uh, don't even focus on that uh, so to, to, to every Western who think uh, Israel is just targeting Hamas which is a resistant military a militant, a militant resistant group it's not a terrorist group uh, Israel now tar tar targets hospitals they bomb ambulances they bomb people who they tell to escape from one area to another they, they bomb it they bomb them in in, in the way uh, they they have killed almost 700 Palestinian children my mom works in a hospital and and she comes crying uh, every single day because of of the th the, the things that she saw she she see uh, Israel uh, bombs schools which they contain the people that run from another place uh, that is that is uh, have a lot of, uh, have a more level of danger to it so if Israel really wants to save the civilians she could just not target them as as simple as that she could just uh, avoid any place that have civilians in it like hospitals like mosques like schools like colleges they targeted all of that they are destroying all the infrastructure of, of, of Gaza one more than 2.2 million Palestinians living in Gaza now are subject to genocide they are being ethnically cleansed every single minute and we are really cut from all the world uh, I can't uh, take more time to talk more because uh, it is a very weak connection that I have and this record may take a couple of hours maybe a day or two to reach uh, my friend Nick in the US so yeah thank you for for having me in the podcast I hope that uh, you, you 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 see the 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 things that Israel is is doing to us and keep doing for the for the past 75 years just based on a on a religious beliefs of them that 
they they own our land that we work them we work them we work them it them uh, in it. Thank you. And now we go to audio from the day of the eviction at the wall of forgotten natives. The audio has been truncated and compressed as it took place over more than an hour. Here we hear it in about 15 minutes with little after the fact narration. The day before, there was a death at the encampment at the Wall of Forgotten Natives. Nicole Mason wrote the day of the eviction, August 24th on Facebook, quote, Dan Robertson, a.k.a. Dan Dan, was such a beautiful person. He was a caretaker of the relatives. Our community is experiencing such a huge loss. His spirit fire was lit last night in ceremony. Fly high, Dan Dan. We all love you very much. I know you will be watching over us from the spirit world. Love you, brother end quote, with a heart. The day of the eviction, dozens of state troopers descended on the area of the Wall of Forgotten Natives. We start with Nicole speaking. Here's the audio. Please get it out there in a good way. It really needs to be brought on the attention that the mayor is not caring. And if Dan Dan's death and them just standing there, by the way, I have video, I got video footage how they treated Dan Dan and us begging. And how they just stand there, all standing around. When I told them, come back, help us carry him out, they never came out with a stretcher. So they walked halfway down with no stretcher and like six paramedics. They had no intention of helping him and they just walked away. And I begged, we had to run him out, all the relatives begging behind them. Please stop, come back, he has a pulse, please. And in my video, paramedics going like this. That's how we were treated yesterday. Don't turn your, your stuff around asking the mayor to have him come with some smart response. Cause I didn't like what they said with the Star Tribune. He needs to be held accountable the way that he's treating our people. He needs to be held accountable. I don't want his, I don't want his response because you tell me what he's doing, is it working? It's fucking not working. Don't you guys dare do this. I appreciate you guys coming out, but don't turn it around and let him get the fucking time of day because Dan Dan lost his life. We were treated like shit yesterday. It was horrible. The paramedics said they were called down by MPD. They need to be held accountable. MPD riding by saying, can I help you? When they come stare us down, do you guys pay rent here? laughing at us, gawking at us. I'm here on the night shift. I'm here over 18 hours. I go home for four hours sleep. I come back and I help. I'm here early. I shouldn't have even had to be nervous to say, I gotta go protect them because police could come in when they don't see our van, when they don't see people. We shouldn't have to protect our people like that. And for them just to say that they were called down, and to walk away, it's on video footage. And it will come out. We will have justice for Dan Dan's murder. It was MPD. It was the paramedics. 
a crime scene? Excuse me? I'm with Socialist News and Views Podcast. Is this... What does this mean? Is this a crime scene or something? So we're, we're trying to prevent people that... We want people to exit this area, so we don't want additional people coming back in unless okay. they're, they're needed to help move stuff. Is that okay. right, though? Isn't this a public sidewalk and a public street, though? Like, yeah, wouldn't there be need to be some reason for the police to restrict access, like a, some kind of crime or some kind of illegal activity? Uh, if you want is there more somebody who can talk about that? you need to go talk to them over there. Okay, is you there a the commander suit? or somebody? Yep, right That's there. A... He's talking right there. Okay. We need to let us know. You guys we have up almost all of the tents already. Yeah, yeah it's your but if you're captain, you can make time. that decision, right? I cannot make that decision. Well, then go back and figure out how you can make that decision. These are a lot of people. Dan Dan died yesterday. You yeah. had state troopers here when he passed away. They sat there in a circle with MPD and an ambulance and called off not helping Dan Dan. I have it on video with your car ordered under you. So you tell me that you can't fucking do nothing for our people. What I'm asking you to do is to peacefully go on that side of the barrier, this line, or to go down at sea. That could bring Dan Dan back. I'm telling you that I can't control what anybody does except for myself. Very well. It was four days. We have a spare day or something here. It's a ceremony. We need to keep that lit for four days. So you guys are violating our traditional ceremony rights. Our treaty rights. We'll get a Hey guys, I'm a social news abuse podcast. Is there a, you know, there's block, you guys have blocked off a public street and a public sidewalk. Is there a crime that's been committed here or something? Or? Uh, we're doing that to create a safe place for people if they want to demonstrate over there. Okay. To go ahead and do that over there. Uh, media, you're welcome to stay in here, but we're going to ask people, give an announcement, ask people to, to either go to the west on 22nd here or to go south on uh, 22nd here down to Cedar. And what's expected to make this area unsafe? Well, MnDOT has to come in here with their equipment, heavy machinery and stuff, oh, and we don't want anybody to get run over or anything bad to happen. So why do they have to come in here with heavy machinery? Because so they, they got to remove some of the barriers and stuff. So your requests that want to go to MnDOT, they're the lead agency on this. Okay. Thank you. We have his spirit fire in there. So you guys are you guys are gonna you guys are gonna tell us that we can't perform. It's for Dan Dan. Your guys' people were here yesterday when he passed away. We are, as a people, as his family, as his people, as his Anishinaabe people, we are supposed to be in there together. How are you going to work through that when you're kicking us off where he passed away and you guys let him die? Everybody. And why is that? Who ordered the eviction order? Who ordered the MnDOT? MnDOT ordered yes, the eviction? Yep. Why 
Just and it was based on safety. Can you go ahead and step back? Based on safety, is that correct? Respect our treaties. Is there a MnDOT person in charge of this project that's responsible for the project right now? Reach out to Jacob Loesch. Jacob Loesch? Is Jacob Loesch here? No. Hi, you've reached Jake Loesch, Communications Director at the Minnesota Department of Transportation. This is my cell phone. You're welcome to leave a voicemail here, send me a text, or reach out via email at jacob.loesch at state.mn.us. Thanks. Have a great day. Hi, Jake. This is Nick Schellingford with Socialist News and Views Podcast. I'm calling to find out. Uh, I see there's a bunch of state troopers out here. They said that they're here on your orders. Uh, they are in the process of, they have a bunch of zip ties on. They look like they're going to be potentially arresting people for a nonviolent. This is Nick. Hey, Nick. This is Howie Padilla calling from the Department of Public Safety. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm recording right now, by the way, just so you know. No, I understand that. Thank you for the thank you for the heads up on that. I'm doing fine. Um, I got a message that you must have left for MnDOT, Jake Loesch over at MnDOT. Correct. And uh, there was, while, uh, while State Patrol or the Department of Public Safety is not leading this effort, I wanted to make sure and clarify that um, State Patrol and State Troopers are not removing property. Matter of fact, I just talked to one of my uh one of my folks who are out there at the scene and just to confirm that state patrol troopers are not removing property we have made no arrests and i'm really hoping and expecting that uh, that everything remains peaceful kind of as you said in your message okay but well, what i what i have recorded from them is that they're going to be clearing out the area quote unquote to open it up and then mendot's going to come up with heavy machinery and start digging it out they also said that people have a certain time amount of time to move otherwise they will have to remove them essentially they've put up a cordon they've blocked off a street and a sidewalk they've brought out a a sound weapon here and they've said that people better get ready because it's going to be loud quote unquote i have that on record as well um so that sounds kind of aggressive and violent to me and i think it does to a lot of other people that are peaceably assembled here do you have any comment on that well my first comment would be to find out when you said they said i would want to know who that is because state patrol are not removing people state patrol are not gathering property at this point and so they haven't done it yet that is true that is true i'm just saying what they've said they're going to do and they do have a large truck with a thing on the front of it that they've said is going to emit a sound that people should like i said quote unquote get ready for i've gotten one person's name and badge number there's also the commander out here who publicly spoke and i recorded some of what was said by him and said between him and the uh, some of the public officials that are out here including city council members and county officials that are here involved in this uh in this uh peaceful legal gathering sure uh, so like i said what i would want to know is exactly who said that so if you have a badge number of someone and you're wanting to um attribute comments to that person i would want that as i said it's my understanding that um, state patrol will not be removing people and if you have a state patrol representative saying something otherwise that would be helpful to me because i could try and clear things up okay hold on one second 
Hey, Captain Engelinger, I, I just spoke to Howie Padilla on the phone. Yep, uh, you Minnesota can talk to Department me. of Public Safety, and he said that State Patrol's in charge of this, but they won't be removing we're, any we're property. We're providing or, assistance to MnDOT. We're, we're not moving, removing physically property. moving any people. Is we're, that, that's we're, right? we're working with MnDOT, so your requests are going to need to go to MnDOT. I did it's, call MnDOT. Yep, he was returning fine. my call to MnDOT absolutely. that I made to Jacob yep, Loach. Absolutely. So, so you want to continue to contact MnDOT or try to. For us, we're providing assistance. So you want to contact them for any further incident data. I did contact them, and he was reaching out on their behalf. Yes, so. yes sir. Thank you. They're all homeless, and they need someone to stay. Can't be putting them all over over there where they're gonna get this and get that. They need to be in one spot where our native people are. We gotta save our, our kids. They're the ones that are all dead. I'm tired of this shit. I'm wondering, mama is always out here every day. Always out here. Checking on my daughter's pulse to make sure she's okay and my son. Can you and everybody else. Can you talk about the stuff they do to you? These police, these state these troopers? These police, they don't give a shit. They want us to die. They want our kids to pass away. Uh, they don't even come on and help Dan Dan. They, he needed help, they needed to help him. Now he's gone. I'm tired of this police shit. And every time I see something, I'm gonna go to my relatives, my family, instead of calling them fucking cops. And that is our show. Thanks for listening. Solidarity. Struggle just to stay alive